0: Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we take a look at what's coming to Disney World in 2022, when you should visit, and make some bold predictions that'll probably turn out wrong. Final episodes of this podcast at DisneyDeciphered.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we'd really appreciate it if you could leave us a positive review. If you'd like to support the podcast, check us out on Patreon, where you receive bonus content at Patreon.com Disney DisneyDeciphered. You can also support the podcast by planning your vacation with me as your travel agent, which is no cost to you get started by emailing Joseph Chung at travelmation.net if you have any topic ideas email us disneydeciphered at gmail.com tweet at us at ww.deciphered deciphered on twitter or find us on facebook and instagram disney deciphered thanks and enjoy the show hi i'm joe from as the joe flies
1: and i'm leslie from trips with tykes
0: And welcome back to Disney Deciphered. Happy New Year, everyone. We hope you and your family had a wonderful holiday season and New Year. But it is a new year, so like we like to do every year, we want to take a look at when the best times to travel in 2022 are and also take a look at what new things are going to be coming in 2022. Uh, before we get to that, we just want to remind you, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can check us out on patreon.com slash decipher Thanks to all of you who already support us. But let's get right into it. Let's start with three things that we, I, I don't know if I'll say we know they're coming in 2022. Well, two of them we know are coming in 2022 and one we think might be coming because, you know, Leslie, we usually go through what's coming throughout the year. But really, I think they uh, kind of fired all their bullets in 2021 for the 50th anniversary because we don't have as much coming in 2022 as we normally do. But let's start with the big one in March You know, what is the big new offering at Disney World, but only if you have a gigantic budget?
1: That's right. Not us. Galactic Star Cruiser is coming. The Star Wars hotel that is really more like a cruise and immersive experience. And it's really expensive, as we've talked about before. I do know a couple of people who have bookings for it, so I'm hoping to live vicariously through them. But interesting, it's going to be launching in March, and I guess we've all been sort of thrown a little bit of a COVID curveball here in December. <laughs> so that seems not so far away. I wonder what's going to happen with a fully indoors experience with like no windows and no pool and all of that. What that's going to be like in, in March, right?
0: Yeah, I mean every single person in the Galactic Star Cruiser is actually a bounty hunter. That's why they're wearing masks the entire time, right, Leslie? That's how they're gonna cosplay yeah. that. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay,
0: I gotta, I gotta ask. I'm sure at least some of the people you know are going in a, at least a semi professional capacity. But is anyone you know going just for pleasure? Doesn't write? Doesn't do anything Disney media wise?
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> but is that only because, like, my friend group is all people who, like, do this professionally? It's a, it's a, it's
0: a, it's, you make a fair point. That's you know? right. You make a fair point. Uh, yes. Maybe uh, that was an unfair question.
1: All but. right. Well, if, if you're a regular person and not a blogger or a vlogger or a journalist and have a booking, we want to know who you are. And we want to hear from you.
0: Indeed. Yes. I do know some people who have regular bookings, but that is not me. Not yet, though. I've, I've considered it. But uh, we maybe we'll talk about that a little bit later. All right, so I'll handle the second big thing that's coming next year. This everyone will get to experience if they are willing to, at the very least, wait in line for it. Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind. Disney has officially announced that attraction will be coming in summer of 2022. Ostensibly, the Xandarians have come to visit planet Earth or something like that, and it's supposed to be a lot of fun. They recorded video with the Guardians of the Galaxy cast- to go along with it. It's a roller coaster. It's going to have movie type elements. I'm excited to see what it's going to be like. I hear that the coaster stuff is pretty much done. People say that they're just kind of waiting because they're filming Thor Love and Thunder right now. And so they're kind of sneaking in times to shoot for Cosmic Rewind, but it looks like it's going to be pretty good. I'm pretty excited to see what they have to do. And hopefully it's not just like a plain screen type roller coaster since Disney fans used to criticize Universal for that for a long time. So we'll see. I don't know. What do you think about this?
1: I'm excited about it. I mean, it looks like it's going to be a real roller coaster. Honestly, there aren't that many of those at Walt Disney World, so I, I think it's going to be a great addition. I mean, Epcot certainly needs to take it up a level in terms of its ride offering, so I'm I'm very excited about it. I just hope it's sooner rather than later in summer. That always leaves a lot of wiggle room. I'm sure Disney is, is hoping and aiming for, you know, mid-June or late-June. That's always sort of like when they like to open new lands and New rides to get sort of the benefit of the full summer crowd but i assume there's lots that is still a question mark
0: yeah i think the earliest summer quote-unquote opening that disney ever did that i can recall in the recent past was pandora that was in late may so hopefully they can do something like that uh, it was like late may like around memorial day but in america that's the official start of summer and if disney could get that attraction going by then that would be awesome for the summer season all right leslie the last thing I guess it's mostly wishful thinking that we're hoping is going to come in 2022. But what's this third big thing that we hope to see at Disney World next year?
1: The Tron light cycle power run, the copy of the attraction from Shanghai Disney that is gets rave reviews. I'm excited about it. It's coming to Magic Kingdom. But the timing is still a question mark. I mean, we haven't gotten a date. I think we've all kind of come to the conclusion that the earliest this could come into Play is fall but maybe before the christmas season 2022 i mean the reality is i think it could definitely get pushed into 2023 if we get any more curveballs thrown our way which are probably likely
0: yeah i just want them to reopen the walt disney world railroad okay it's been way too long yeah um and this roller coaster better blow my Son's little mind for how long he hasn't been able to ride the Walt Disney World Railroad. Actually, I'm not sure he ever rode it. There was one time we were going to ride and the line was too long, and I was like, oh, it'll always be there. It'll always be running. And here we are a couple years later, and it hasn't run for a very long time.
1: I'm sorry for your son, your long suffering son, but hopefully soon. I can't believe it's not running during the 50th. That is still kind of shocking.
0: It's okay. He has the people mover
1: and alien swirling saucers.
0: <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's move on. Let's move on quickly. Okay, so the next thing we want to do is talk about three times uh, you might want to consider going in 2022. I will kick things off with a time that I think this is the first time in the history of the podcast we've recommended that maybe you consider going, and that is Spring Break 2022. Now, Spring Break crowds are typically incredibly busy, especially in March, and then there are like cheer competitions and all that sort of thing going on. Now, I'm not saying that Spring Break crowds are going to be low this year, but... What I'm saying is if you're going to go to Disney World during spring break sometime, this might be the year to go because the southern states generally have spring breaks spread throughout the month of March. But then since Easter is so late this year, it's like the week of April 17th or something like that. A lot of schools have delayed their spring breaks all the way till April or some of them have it in the first or second week of April. So basically spring breaks across the country are just spread out. So much throughout March and April that I think, although crowds, of course, are going to be higher during spring break as they normally are, there's not going to be a huge crush of crowds. I hope this is my prediction this year. So, if you wanted to go during a spring break, I think this is the year to go because, like, as Easter, even in 2023, it's on April 29th, in 2024, it's on March 31st. As the closer Easter is, to March, the bigger spring break crowds those March crowds are in general. So if you want to go during a spring break, twenty twenty two might be the year to do it.
1: Yeah, I totally agree. I remember I went to Disneyland one year, maybe five, seven years ago. I can't remember the exact year. It was the same situation where Easter fell really late and all of those weeks ended up being very, you know, not not low crowd, but certainly reasonable for spring break crowd uh, ratings. So I think that could definitely be the case this year. And, you know, who knows what this year, you know, with the park reservations, will capacity still kind of be artificially capped? I don't think we know. (laughs) So that could be part of it, too.
0: Definitely. Now, the next time we're going to recommend is times that we generally recommend every year. Leslie, why don't you take these months
1: Sure. So we always recommend shoulder season. And by that, I mean, right before and right after summer. So the months of May and September, I mean, obviously not Labor Day weekend, not Memorial Day weekend, but pretty much any other time in those months are great times to go little bit cooler. I mean, it still can be very hot in Orlando in May and in September. And, you know, you just can sort of dodge the school calendar folks and have usually a nice, nice experience. And in September, of course, you can start doing all the Halloween offerings and usually at a lower cost because the prices go up as you get into October.
0: Yeah, I would say, you know, September, occasionally you'll have to deal with a hurricane. But outside of that, it's lower crowds and also the halloween stuff and then of course in may may is generally a little bit cooler you know how like summer is like always hotter at the end of summer in like most locations you might get a little bit cooler weather by the time you get to like mid to late may by then a lot of the southern states are out of school which still blows my mind as someone who always grew up in the northeast so you start to get those crowds as well but um, both of those shoulder seasons are a good time to go one other shoulder season that we always like to recommend is early december the couple weeks between thanksgiving and christmas Holiday. And the reason why we really love to go during those times is not only are there lower crowds, but you also get to enjoy and experience all the holiday decorations that Disney has. And, you know, I got to see the holiday decorations in November this year, but what I missed was Epcot's Festival of the Holidays, where, you know, they've brought back this year the uh, tales of Christmas. You know, people will tell Christmas stories from different countries, different holiday stories from different nations and so that's a really great thing to do at world showcase you can spend you know an entire afternoon just enjoying those so being at disney world during the holiday season is a great thing and if you go in early december you really can avoid the crowds
1: yeah having just returned from a disneyland trip during early december i continued to give that time of year two thumbs up. Crowds were very reasonable. You know, the key is just to get that trip in before kind of the weekend that kicks off Christmas breaks for some schools. So, yeah, it's a great time to go. And the weather actually is usually really nice in Orlando. I mean, yes, it can get chilly, but often it's really, really pleasant.
0: Yeah. And so continuing on the holiday theme, let's get to our three times you really want to avoid. Leslie, kick it off. What's the obvious busiest time of the year? Most wonderful, maybe, but definitely most busiest time of the year at Disney World.
1: Christmas week, specifically the week between Christmas Christmas. And New Year's, that's sort of the busiest, but the days leading up to Christmas are pretty bad too, (laughs) depending upon when the school breaks fall. So yeah, I mean, that is just the crush of the crush. We just came out of that season and the crowd calendars, you know, predicted it was going to be rough and, you know, Disney made adjustments accordingly to try to accommodate those crowds. But there's only so much that Disney can adjust. It's just going to be busy and people are going to be staying in the park for long hours because they're going to be mostly mostly vacationers and not as many, you know, locals who are just coming in for a few hours or for a meal. So yeah, it's rough.
0: We just heard today as we're recording this that Disney is taking a couple of their individual Lightning Lane rides. What is it? Frozen Ever After, Expedition Everest, Space Mountain, Mickey and Minnie's? Yep, you got it. Yeah. So there were two individual Lightning Lane a la carte rides at each of the parks, but They have cut that number in half to add to the Genie Plus stable of attractions that you can ride. So that really seems like, one, they're trying to figure out how to best make Genie Plus not a miserable experience during the busy times like it was for a lot of people over Thanksgiving. But also, number two, I think that means they know that the crowds are coming.
1: All right. So let's get into some other times of the year that we would recommend avoiding. What else do you have for us, Joe?
0: Yeah. So going along with Christmas, October over the last few years has just become super busy, like all the time, even like midweek, definitely on the long weekend uh, in the middle of the month. Like, it's just crazy how busy it's been. I think it's because Halloween has become so popular. And that's even with Disney not even doing that great of a job on Boo Bash, the Halloween party this year. And I'm guessing that they're going to bring back either Mickey's Not So Scary or a version of that that is much better than Boo Bash. So I would say avoid October I just have found out over the course of the year that there are certain states that will, like, get a week off in October, you know, or some even get two weeks off in October. So that also explains why the crowds have been busier during October. Again, my East Coast bias makes me think that, like, who would get a week off in October? But we don't. But lots of other states do. And so if you want to go enjoy the Halloween stuff, like we said, go in September if you can avoid October because it's just getting busier these days. All right, the last time to avoid, mostly climate related. Leslie, what is it?
1: Summertime. We experienced it together when the opening of Toy Story Land happened several years ago. And I, I promised to myself that I would never go back to Disney World in the depths of summer. So yeah, I mean, it's just, it's very hot. And what else can you say?
0: I almost debated, Leslie, I was telling you offline that i was thinking of like maybe recommending summer as a time to go just because the crowds have gotten wise to how hot it is and so the summer crowds have gotten a lot lower I still would say if it's your family's first trip or first trip in a long time, going in the summer is pretty brutal because it's just too hot to enjoy it. Plus, you have to deal with, like, thunderstorms every single day. However, if you are a regular goer, you know, maybe you go once a year or once every two years, summer isn't as bad because you don't feel as much pressure to do everything or you, like, kind of know the lay of the land a little more. So I still don't love recommending going in the summer. But it's getting a little bit closer now that people are like getting wise to like going October, like we said, and you know, even going in February a little bit. So avoid the summer if you can, but it's not as bad as it used to be. But it is still wicked
1: hot. So like a true Bostonian. Yeah, I know. I just did that
0: uh as a joke. But no. <laughs> now I have to go now I have to go wash my mouth out with soap. Okay. <laughs> let's uh get to the fun part. We're gonna make three Uh, semi-bold predictions about what's going to happen next year. I'll go first because you have the difficult one. Our first prediction is we think that Disney is going to end up extending or expanding extra hours for on-site guests. Like we've said many times, extra hours, extra time in the parks is really the only on-site benefit that is left. Now, we saw during the holiday season that Disney extended the early morning hours to an hour for onsite guests, which was very helpful and useful for them. Real significant advantage over offsite guests. And then. We know that the deluxe resorts have the evening hours. I think those will remain for deluxe resorts only, but maybe we'll see those expand to other parks besides just Magic Kingdom and Epcot. But I think Disney still needs to make staying on site for the cost that you're paying a little bit more palatable. And extending the park hours, especially as their staffing continues to get better, is going to be one way to do that. So that's our first prediction.
1: Yeah, I I agree with that. And the benefits are just too low right now and right now a lot of people just have that pent-up demand for travel and returning to disney world but that will not last forever and they're going to need something to lure people back and remember that not every hotel has reopened yet joe so there are going to be more hotel rooms that they need to fill and i'm not sure at some point that the current slate of benefits will be enough to fill those hotel rooms
0: Definitely. All right. So you get the more complicated prediction. So what's your next semi-bold to bold prediction for us?
1: All right. I think Genie Plus is going to have to undergo some changes at Walt Disney World. And I think the preview of that is what's happening during the holidays with four of those rides moving off of individual Lightning Lane and two Genie Plus. To be clear, you know, I saw some chatter out there on Twitter that said, oh, you know, those rides weren't selling. That's why they're moving it. No, <laughs> they're moving it because Genie Plus is breaking without the capacity of those rides when crowds get high. It's to save Genie Plus. It's not because the individual Lightning Lane product is broken, in my opinion. And they, there are just not enough attractions in three of the four parks to sustain the demand of you know a high crowd period. We saw that during Thanksgiving. So there are a lot of different ways, and I've been sort of thinking about how Walt Disney World can fix it because you know you see what a fixed genie plus can do at Disneyland. I saw it for myself. I had a great experience, a totally different experience at Disneyland than, you know, what's been happen- happening at Walt Disney World and getting, you know, instantaneous return times for almost every ride. That won't last forever, but it's never going to be like what happened at Hollywood Studios on Thanksgiving week with Slinky Dog Get Dash gone in, you know, 20 seconds. So, you know, I, I don't know exactly what can be done. I mean, of course, there are going to be some new attractions coming. Those will be paid Lightning Lane. They can move ones that are currently paid Lightning Lane back to Genie Plus permanently, not just for the holidays. So that builds in some more capacity. I mean, longer park hours would help or, you know, longer extra magic hours to kind of let the on-property guests uh, ride those rides without Genie Plus, And then they aren't in the mix for, you know, booking those slots or maybe changing that 7 a.m. booking time. I mean, I- I'm seriously wondering whether Disney World will experiment with what Disneyland has. And require people to scan into the park to be able to start making their bookings with Genie Plus, because that would certainly help. Right now, everybody's making a booking at 7 a.m. from their hotel room.
0: Yeah, please. So painful. Like, don't make us wake up at 7 a.m. And also, please, never make Frozen Ever After individual lightning lane again so that I can ride it with my (laughs) four-year-old and not have to pay for it separately or wake up super early to do that. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I agree. I think... When people in Diz Twitter or on Disney social media talk about what is happening, a lot of times that is what is happening amongst the hardcore Disney fans. But I know for a fact that... People who only go once every few years, people who are not regular Disney goers, like they will pay for stuff like Expedition Everest and Frozen Ever After, even without the four year old. So, so I agree that it's not because people aren't paying for it, but it's just because, you know, you cannot have Genie Plus like it was over Thanksgiving, where some people only got two attractions the whole entire day on Genie Plus. They're going to have to fix that. So I wouldn't say that's a bold prediction, but I definitely agree that that's something we're going to see. They're going to continue to tweak Genie Plus and hopefully, they'll figure out how to make it work well.
1: Definitely. All right, Joe, well, why don't you close us out with what I think is the boldest prediction of our 3 What do you have?
0: All right, I got to preface this by saying that this bold prediction is probably more wishful thinking, but I'm going to say that the Galactic Star Cruiser is going to end up being a success, both commercially and critically. And I know that is a really bold statement right now. Obviously, there was a lot of... um, consternation about it was a terrible ad i don't know if you saw that ad uh with the kid kid from the goldbergs i
1: did it was bad
0: yeah i was watching that um wonderful world of disney or i can't remember what christmas special it was but i was watching it on demand and i saw that ad just like not even knowing what the controversy was. And I was like, what is this? This is not a good ad. So Disney had an ad. They took it down. There's been a lot of kind of bad press about the Galactic Star Cruiser. That being said, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it is going to be successful. The people who go are going to really enjoy it. And then that word of mouth is going to build. And so, like I said, it'll be both critically and commercially successful. And frankly, I want this to succeed. I want this to take these big swings. I know we talked a couple episodes ago about how they went for a big swing at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge and it didn't quite work out, you know, being in a certain time frame, a certain storyline, et cetera. But with the Galactic Star Cruiser, you can always kind of change up that storyline. So I think they're going to do it well. I think that, well, again, partially wishful thinking, but I really hope that, in six, seven, eight months, we're like, oh, Galactic Star Cruiser is awesome. And I hope like we're tempted to pony up the money to do that regardless of uh, our status as, you know, Disney content creators or not.
1: Yeah, that's right. And I'm definitely rooting for this to succeed. I want I want all of what Disney does to be awesome because I want to experience it. And if it is awesome, I think I probably would pony up the money to to give it a shot at some point. Now that my kids are sort of old enough to enjoy, I don't understand sort of people wishing Disney ill. But, but, you know, given some of the previews that we've seen, I think we're all right to be a little bit wary. So I hope your bold prediction comes true, Joe.
0: I mean, I will say, Leslie, that if I was a woman or if you were a man, I would be trying to convince you to... Go with me together, and we go halvesies on it. But uh, alas, that's not the situation. But maybe one day we'll go with our separate families.
1: <laughs> one day, one day. If if that Disney cruise to Alaska keeps getting canceled, Joe, then then maybe our families should meet there.
0: Then at least. Our families will have each other and it'll be worth it. And, you know, we'll have all this leftover money if that cruise gets canceled. seriously. Oh, so we use it on the Star Cruiser. All right. But we digress. Okay. So let's end with a Disney do or don't as we always do. I think um, our Disney due for this year is it's 2022. We want to say and believe that uh, we've put the worst behind us. So go ahead, plan that Disney vacation, get ready to get back to the parks. It's still the 50th anniversary. It's a great time to go. And so we'll say Disney do try to get out there, whether it's Disney World or Disneyland. Leslie, I'm hoping I got a trip crossing my fingers that it happens to Disneyland this year. Get out. Enjoy Disney. And uh, have fun with your family and your loved ones in the parks or on a cruise or in Alani, or wherever.
1: Totally agree, Joe. I hope that everyone's 2022 is filled with Disney trips that they actually get to take and not cancel.
0: Indeed. All right. So, what are you looking forward to in 2022? What are some bold predictions you have for what might happen? Please do not send hate mail about my bold prediction about the Star Cruiser. It is just my wish. Who knows what actually will happen. But if you do have kind mail to send us, Disney Deciphered at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at www.deciphered or on Facebook and Instagram, Disney Deciphered. Other than that, Leslie, thanks so much for taking the time to talk to me, and I will see you. In Disneyland, question mark? Thanks, Jeff.